I was sitting there waiting no more to get up. <laughs> Wasn't paying attention. Amen. We do thank the Lord for all the good singing. Thank God for His blessings already upon a, a great Sunday school hour. I pray that you have been encouraged in that. At this time, I'd like to invite you to turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew in chapter 21 once again this morning. You remember last week we brought a lesson or a message from this this portion of Scripture. I'm going to read this, plus I'm going to go back to the book of Revelation and pray God will just open our eyes today. Last week we saw the humble king or the humble redeemer king. This week we're going to see an entirely different picture. and We're going to see one that's going to come forth in a way that I believe humanity is going to be like the king of old. Daniel confronted. His knees were knocking. I believe that that's what people's going to vision one day in a, in a day yet coming. But, you know, as we're here today and we're on this side of eternity, we're still living in the day of grace. We're still living under, under the under the umbrella, so to speak, of that humble Redeemer King. While you're still living, you need to stop and consider the view that we're going to be looking into today. Again, in verse 1 of this scripture, as we read down through verse 5 as we're welcoming our radio audience, and once again, we're thankful that you've taken time to tune in to WGOH to a portion of God's Word. Praying the power of God would rest upon this message today and upon the hearer and the ears of the hearer. Praying that the heart of the individual will come to see something that is vitally necessary. If you're ever to be saved by the grace of God, if you ever intend to escape the judgment of an and pay attention to what we're doing here today. And I would like for all the redeemed that's here today to stop and pay attention. Remember what you've been saved from. Remember all the benefits that come with salvation. And remember the grace of God that has been bestowed upon your life. For had it not been for God's amazing grace, we would see this one I'm going to be speaking of today. And I dare say... That uh, the joints of our there's no doubt in my mind that people that stand before the the living God of heaven one day, when the heavens and the earth flee away, they're going to be standing there in utter terror. I'm not talking about as what Brother Jim brought this morning. When Jacob, when, when they saw he was in this place, he called it a dreadful place. That word dreadful there in the Hebrew actually means a place to be reverenced because God had been there. Now I believe that's the way the house of God ought to be. I believe the house of God ought to be a place of reverence. Not the building, but the, the fact that God is in this place. We ought to... We as we talk about God's great salvation, but also I want us to be aware of the fact that there's a coming judgment. And every, uh, every 
unsaved, Christ rejecter, is going to meet this one that we're going to speak of today. And I pray, I pray God's mercy be upon this house this morning. Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 down through verse 5. The Bible Jerusalem and were come to Bethage unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and her coat with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say that the Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. And all fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet saying, you remember back in Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9, the, the, the prophet of old spoke about this very thing. Tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold the king, thy king, cometh unto thee meek. There's your humble, there's your humble servant. There's your humble savior. He comes to them meek and sitting upon an ass and a coat, the full of an ass. Now, we want to go over to Revelation chapter 11 to begin with this morning. We'll, we'll read several different scriptures from the book of Revelation throughout this message. In Revelation 11, beginning at verse 14 down through verse 19. And I want you to talk, I want your mind to be focused now upon a, a day that's yet in the future. This is a day when, when after, after the redeemed have been taken off of the earth, this is a time when we begin to see the, the great trouble that befalls the earth. And notice what it says here as, as we look at this, this second woe in verse 14. The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe cometh quickly. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord. Of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces, and they worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and what and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come. And the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them with the, which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven. There was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. You know, everybody wants to know, where's the ark of the covenant at? I believe right there's your answer, folks. I believe that's the reason why they'll never find that, whether it's in Oak Island or wherever they're at looking all over the world today. I want to tell you where it's at. It's in heaven. And the Bible says, and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hell. Now, go over with me to chapter 19 for just a moment. 
As we continue our reading before we uh, go, go into the time of prayer, and I want you to think about this now. Saint of God, remember one day we're all going to be in heaven. One day the saints of God are going to be singing hallelujah courses like you've never heard sang before. Your voice is going to sound like, like you've never heard it before. It's going to be singing wonders unto the God of heaven, the powerful, the judge of all there is. You're going to sing unto him a new song as well as we see back in the, back in the earlier chapters. But look at this. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. For ye have judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and have avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Hallelujah. And her smoke rose up forever and ever. You know, some somebody asked me here just a little while back, when is God going to judge those that are hurtful and harmful? You know, what we see here in the dark ages, you've seen the, the, uh, the book of the foxes, martyrs. I want you to know something. There are those beyond measure. They were those our, our apprehension of our minds. But one day God's going to avenge them. Now that hasn't come, that hasn't come to pass yet. God's vengeance has not been poured out. His wrath has not been poured out upon the inhabitants of the world. But their best to destroy uh, uh, the, for the sake of Christ, his, his namesake his children, his redeemed. Listen, but there's coming a day and the Bible he was going to avenge the blood of his servants at her hand and they again they said hallelujah and her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and they worshiped God that sat on the throne saying amen, hallelujah. You know what? It's not, a, it's not a sin for men to look up in the house of God and say amen from time to time. It's nothing wrong with that. Listen, you're going to be doing it throughout all eternity in a day yet coming. You're going to be singing not only hallelujah praises, but you're going to be saying amen, 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 amen. Oh, today, is if God's people would only understand that all it's a time to be in awe of him. In verse 5 it says, And the voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and the voice of many waters as, as the voice of a mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come. And his wife, that's at church. It has kept herself clean. Listen. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he saith unto me, Right blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are true sayings of God. 
him, and he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of the Jesus in the spirit of prophecy. Now, I want you to really pay attention to these next few verses here. We're going to close out at verse 16, but verse 11 down through verse 16 is something I'm going to be speaking on today. Last week we talked about that humble, that humble redeemer king that was come and who had rode through the streets of Jerusalem and, and they were throwing the palm branches out and they were taking their coats off and they were laying them down as, as Jesus Christ rode across there. And I want you to think about what all that was transpiring and what it meant they were, they were uh, uh, paying homage to this Jesus Christ but they didn't know him as Lord they only knew him as a prophet of old but I want you to know something today even to those who he came to you know back in the book of Matthew they were, they were singing Hosanna they were saying oh, and they never really got it did they they never really got it in their mind I'm afraid there's too many Christians today who really do not have what they are thinking about when it comes to worship. Listen, I spoke yesterday about to realize that somewhere in this place, God's Spirit is moving in and out of these pews and up and down these aisles. He's in this house and He has viewed the hearts of every one of us even up to this moment. Our minds have already been read. The thoughts that are coming from you even now, the God has already seen them afar off. He knows of God. And I pray that our minds are clear. I pray that our minds are, are ready today to worship because verse 11 down through verse 16 here, you're going to see the reason why we need to be worshiping today because we've been saved from the wrath of God and today I want you to realize that all these things are yet going to happen to the world of the unsaved. What a dreadful time it's going to be. What a dreadful event that we're going to look at here. The Bible opened up, opened and, and behold a white horse. And he that sat upon it was called faithful and true. And in right can make war. His Listen, this is not metaphorically speaking either. I want you to get a hold of that. This is not a, a metaphor of some entity out here in the world today. This this is the ancient of days and he's telling people today I'm and I'm coming in power to judge all the unsaved. He says again and I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon the white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of his fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. 
And he hath on his vestured and upon his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I pray today that you'll see you that are redeemed today, you that are saved by God's amazing grace, I'm praying that you will see what God has saved you from. And to you who do not know the Lord is your Savior, today if you're caught on this side of eternity without Jesus Christ in your heart and you die in that position, listen, these are things that are going to face the world in one day coming. Almost gracious and divine Heavenly Father, dear God, as I humbly come before your throne, I do so with thankful heart. Father, I'm praying that you will open the minds of this people today. Help us that are saved, dear God, to worship you in a way that only you can recognize, Lord. To worship you in a way that shows those around us that we truly believe what we are, what we are saying, what we're reading, what we're thinking. Lord, I pray for the lost today. Lord, I pray that they may see this conquering king. I pray, dear God, that they may see the fierce wrath that comes from one who has been rejected of men, who has been turned away from, who has been slain and hanged on a tree. Dear God, today, that one who comes with vengeance, that one who comes with power and authority and wrath, Lord, I pray that they may see enough that they may... They may wish for the, for the salvation of God to fall upon them this very hour. Lord, I pray that thy power would rest in this house. I pray, dear God, for, for the inhabitants of this house today that you would cause each and every one of us to be touched in a way that changes the very, the very essence of who we are and what we are. Father, I pray for the redeemed Dear God, that they may see what has happened and what has transpired for them. Lord, I pray for the unsaved that you might prick their hearts. Unstop their ears that they may hear. Lord, break that stony heart that they may come to thee as Savior. Oh, Father, today I pray, empower thy word, bless thy servant. Lord, I pray that you bless your people. Father, forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. And amen. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends and our radio audience, in message, we witness humble Redeemer King. In this sermon, we will witness a very different picture. A new and startling picture will unfold before the world. When at one time there was no fear before the eyes of the people when they viewed him. You know, Romans in chapter 3 and verse 18 says that was the problem then. Listen, I believe it's the problem today. That's a reason why today that those that call themselves Christians can sit in the house of God and they can sit there with, with murderous thoughts in their mind. They can sit there with all kinds of evilness going on in their life and they do not even care because they don't fear God anymore. It's sad, isn't it? I say it's sad, isn't it? Amen. Amen. 
Folks, I want you to know something. When it comes to the house of God, this ought to be a time when our hearts are made serious. Because this place, his God that still comes into the place of worship and they come there to meet him and they come here to greet him and the Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name I'm in the midst and folks he's in this place today there's no doubt about it but today as we look at this one who people do not seem to fear anymore this time but one whose glory will come before him. The passive king, but warrior king. When you truly, it's going to matter. I that you see him as the humble redeemer king and not the conquering powerful king that is to come. So first of all today, as we look at these scriptures, I said in my study this morning, my mind was running and my mind was digging him and I together in my head and, and this morning I got up and I wrote this outline down and I want you to think about something because I, I, I believe that as I sit in my study and as I sit there and I'd been pouring my heart out to God, I was in this place today. Folks, I've asked for that. I've asked for God to stir the people's hearts. I've asked for God today to stir the minds of his children to cause them to remember and reflect upon our great salvation because of what is to come to a world of unbelief in a later day. So first of all today, I want you to notice how he comes this time. He comes as a king of might. In the book of Matthew in chapter 21 in verse 5 as we go back here from time we're going to keep cross-referencing this because I think it's necessary for you to see the way he did come and the way he's going to come. In Matthew in chapter 21 notice what it says here now. In verse 5 he says Tell ye the daughter of Zion Behold thy king cometh unto thee meek that's way he came. He came meek at that time. He came as a humble servant. He came as one who was, who, was, who was meek and lowly and full of love and full of compassion. Then, as in last week's sermon, he came in a humble manner. But now, back in Revelation again, in chapter 19, notice what it says here now. In verse 11, the Bible says this, and I, and behold, I want to stop right there for just a moment. Now we're talking about a special horse here. It comes forth as, as one with power. Uh, today as I, as I look at this and I think about uh, uh, some of the horses that you may see in this old land today, I want you to know something. What did the big kings ride on in the day, uh, days of old? They most generally rode upon a white charger. They rode one that meant power, one that came with authority, one that came back was a man of power and authority. 
Jesus Christ, when he first came, come upon a donkey. And there the Bible shows that, that he came as a meek savior. He came as a humble servant. And he came to bring salvation to the lost. But now it's a completely different picture. You see, revelation that he's coming, and he's coming upon a white horse. I want you to think about this now. I want you to think about this for just a moment. This white horse. The Bible was called faithful and true. And then judge and make war. Revelation here. Notice what it says in verse 3 and 4. The Bible says, And they sang a song of Moses, the servant of God. And the song of the Lamb saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints, who shall not fear thee? That was a question being asked there. You know, I ask today, who is it that is among God's people today who will not fear him? who will not remember that he is to be reverenced in his house. He is to be reverenced and, and he's to be placed in a place of all. Hosanna. That's what the saints of old called him. They sang Hosanna. He sang a powerful. And yet, today's society has come to a place where they no longer recognize not only the humble king, but they don't recognize the king of judgment to come either. That's a reason why, Brother Jim, as you spoke a moment ago, listen, there's a reason why people, people don't come to the house of God. There's a reason why people uh, uh, have, have hatred in their heart. That's because they don't fear the God of heaven any longer. And it's sad, isn't it? It's scary is what it is. It's scary of individuals can have a, a, a malice in their hearts so bad and yet they'll come to the house of God and folks I want you to know something you see it all over the world these are things that you see everywhere you see people that, 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 that stand against one another and yet they'll come in to the, and God says you know when we're taking the Lord's Supper we're supposed to stop and examine our hearts and make sure that there's nothing against each other. Make sure we don't have all. That's the reason why I ask that every time. Because you know what? If, you, if you've got all in your heart against a brother and you partake of that supper, you're bringing harm to yourself whether you realize it or not. You see the hour in which we are in now. House of God ought to be a place where the saved, the redeemed can come in and they can rejoice with one another and they can worship the God who saved their souls. But sadly, so many instances you see people that don't even don't even pay attention in the house of God anymore. And it's sad. Folks, I thank God. I thank God that even in uh, this day in which we live, there's a church, there's a people that, that have gathered in this place to, to worship in spirit and truth, to, to realize that God is in this place. Folks, I thank God for a church just like that. I pray that we'll keep that in our minds and our hearts because it is a serious hour. It's very serious. 
But the Bible says in verse 4 again, Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou art holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee. For thy judgments are made manifest. Back in Isaiah chapter 11, we go back to the Old Testament for just a moment. And I want you to look here at what, is, what, the, what the old Isaiah had to say about this. In Isaiah and chapter 11, verses 1 down through verse 5, And there shall come forth a rod of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord, and shall make him a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with poor, and reprove the equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. You know, oftentimes I've said just the very breath of God can annihilate a people. The word of God here upholds that saying. He says, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. That's the God that's coming. He's no longer coming as the humble king, but the universe. And even with the breath of his lips, Havoc is going to be had upon this earth. Now secondly, I want you to know, notice how he comes this time. He comes as one with eyes of justice. Back in Matthew 21 and 5, again the Bible says he came meekly. Here Jesus Christ come, came with meekness and his eyes were full of compassion. In Matthew 9 and Matthew 14 and Luke chapter 19, all these scriptures talk about the meekness and the compassion of a Savior. As a matter of fact, the Bible states that he looked upon the crowd and he has compassion upon them. You know what he's going to look like when he sees a, 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 the crowd of unbelievers in a day yet coming? He's going to have eyes full of fire. Nobody believes that no more, do they? Matthew chapter 19 again, or Revelation 19, I'm sorry. Revelation 19, verse 12. The Bible says, states this, I want you to get a hold of this. He says in verse 12, his eyes were as a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Folks, I want you to know something. We're talking about, we're talking about one that's coming in justice. We're talking about one who's coming as the power of all that is or was or ever will be. Listen, man can't even begin to understand the power that's in Almighty God. Chapter 1, again in verse 12 down through verse 18, it talks about the voice that spake. And being turned, I saw uh, seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to his foot, girded about his paps with a golden girdle. And his head 
and his hairs were as white as, like wool, and as white as snow. His eyes were as a flame of fire. I want you to see this great Redeemer King, but I want you to see him now as the King of justice as he comes in in judgment. His feet were likened to fine brass, and as they turned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters, he had the right out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Listen. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. You talk about a mighty God. Listen, we that are redeemed ought to do exactly what verse 17 says. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. Why should the redeemed not fear? Because we've been saved from the wrath of Almighty God. This is talking about the wrath of Almighty God is what we're dealing with here today. We were dealing with the wrath of Almighty God. You see the great judge, the great I am. You see the most powerful being in all. All I can say, all that is, because there is nothing more powerful than this God. Now I want you to look at something else with me. I want you to see thirdly. I want you to notice how he comes this time the time and yet to come. He comes as one who cometh to bring forth his glory. You know, I'll be honest with you, when I read John chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, it breaks my heart. But his own received him not. Folks, it breaks my heart to realize then not only did his own receive him not, but those of the Gentile world today, there are those that still receive him not. They will not come unto him. Why? There is no fear of God in their eyes, folks. That's all there is to it. They don't fear the fact that something could happen just like that in a snap of a finger and they could be before the great I am. They don't realize they live as though they're going to live forever. But whether they realize it or not, they are going to live somewhere forever. What I'm thinking of today is people don't look at death like it could happen today. But friend, it could happen anytime. We have seen death come to young men, young people. We have seen death come to old people and ever, ever, of every walk of life, rich and poor, sick and healthy. Listen, there are those that have had a, a clean bill of health, had, had just left the doctor with a clean bill of health and within two weeks they were gone. I had a, a dear brother-in-law that was just like that. He just went to the doctor and he just went and, and had a clean bill of health. I'm talking about, uh, actually he's not my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law's husband. I call him my brother, Elmer. And Elmer was a man that, I mean, he just, he just had a clean bill of health. And just, in a, just like that, he was gone. Folks, it's just, you know, he closed his eyes. When he went uh, uh, to the operating room that day, he closed his eyes and he never, he never opened them up again this side of eternity. He went on to heaven. He was saved by the grace of God. And I thank God that he was saved. 
But how many more have died just like that who never, never knew the Lord as their Savior? The Bible up just like the rich man did. He woke up and he was in, he was in torments. Folks, I, I, I pray to God that you'll be spared from that. I pray to God that you will come to, 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 to understanding that, that today promise tomorrow. But as we look at this king today, He's a king of wrath. He's a king of judgment. Listen, he's no longer that humble servant that came. Here is the, here is the great I am coming and he's bringing his glory in tow. Revelation 19, Revelation 11, Revelation 5, Revelation 4, all these scriptures talk about the glory of Almighty God. He's coming. Folks, he's coming. He's not going to come this time. He's not going to come to the earth this time as a king meek and lowly, as a lord that anymore. He's already come like that. The Bible states, listen, that he came into his own and his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Folks, I want you to know something today. That's where the power is. Amen. Believing on the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. You want to be saved by the grace of God? There's the way to be saved by the grace of God. Believe what he done for you at Calvary. Believe that he died. He was hung on a cross and he shed all of his precious blood. He was buried and rose again the third day that you might have life. And as John 10.10 10 says, that you might have life more abundantly. Friend of God today, I want you to know something. You that are saved have been saved from a great deal. The wrath that Almighty God is showing here, and listen, when he comes to this time, he's coming, as I said, he's got his glory in tow. In other words, he's, a, he's coming along with it before him and with it behind him. He's coming in glory. You're gonna see the glorified Son of God. You're going to see him in all of his might and all of his character. Revelation 5 and verse 5 again, the Bible says this, and one of the elders saith unto me, weep not. Oh, I love this scripture. You get down here to verse 6 and where it talks about the fact that if you remember the, 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 the study we've done on the book of Revelation, here there was a book brought forth the books were sealed up. And there were no books thereof. There were no of the book. And John, he weeped because no was able. But up in the midst of all of that, you see why of God, that's when all this takes place. And right in the midst of all that, slain from the foundation of the world. You know why he stood up? Because he was a glorified lamb. He was the glorified one who was the redeemer lamb that came to the earth to give his life a ransom. Now, this same king is going back to earth to take vengeance upon all those, all of those that are hateful, 
all those that are mean and mistreatful. Listen, the Bible states here that as that lamb stood up, as it had been slain, having seven, seven horns and seven eyes, which are the spirits of God sent forth into all the, all the earth. You see, there's, there's a spirit of wisdom. There, there's a spirit of knowledge. I mean, I could go on and on and on about those seven spirits. But all of it speaks to the glory of Almighty God. He's coming, my friend. And He's coming in power. And He's coming in glory. You know, the Bible, as you look at our text, listen, the Bible's plain about this in chapter 19. His eyes were a flame of fire, and on His head were many crowns. You know what that spoke to? That spoke to His glory that, that, that went before Him. His glory. And here he's coming again as that glorified being. Verse 16 speaks of the fact that upon his vesture and upon his thigh was a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You know why he done that? Because he is to be glorified just as that. King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's sad. It is sad when people can't see that. It breaks a pastor's heart oftentimes when, when, when you're preaching your heart out and it seems like nobody's got it. Listen, folks. It's imperative that we that are redeemed realize and remember this is what you've been saved from, the wrath of God. This is what you've been saved from. The, the flaming eyes of an almighty God where the Bible states in Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 through 15, that at the end of all this is done, when, when the when the day fire and all and all the fallen angels and when the unrighteous are judged at the great white throne judgment seat of God it's not going to be any time of pity there there'll be no compassion there you know why? because you showed no compassion to the Savior who hung on the cross who shed his precious blood who was buried and rose again that people like you and I might be saved. Yes, this is a mighty king. This is a king of wrath though. This is a king who brings judgment. In Revelation chapter 20 verse 11 through 15, when the Bible shows you that, that when those small and great stand before God, the Bible says the heavens and the earth flee away. Folks, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a time when the only thing you're going to see is the Almighty God of heaven. When the only thing you're going to see is the, is the power that lays in the eyes of the great I Am, the Ancient of Days. 
And there's not going to be any place to hide because the heavens and the earth flee away. You're talking about joints coming out of socket. As I stand behind this desk, this, this pulpit, you don't know, you don't know the fear that comes across the man of God. You don't know the anguish because I don't want to mess things up and say something wrong. You don't know the, the pressure God would take the message and, and make it real to people. Because I know the importance of God's people hearing the word. The unadulterated word. Listen, I don't come to you with any, with any tricks or trickery. I come to you with what Almighty God says. I come to you with truth. And I pray that you will take the truth. That you will move in your life because of the truth. Because there's a great judge coming. The Bible that he comes to bring judgment. Matthew 21, 5 through 11, he came to bring redemption. Now he comes to deliver judgment and sentencing. Revelation 19, as I get ready to come to a close, once again I read this, this text. And I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. He's no longer riding upon a lowly donkey, folks. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, not just a prophet. In righteousness he doth judge and make war. He came then as a as a meek and lowly servant. Things are different now. This is the way it's going to be at the end of time. When the almighty God of heaven is going to judge heaven and earth. And his eyes were a flame of fire. No longer is there compassion and pity in the eyes of the Savior. And upon his head were many crowns. It's not the crown of thorns that man put on. It's going to be the crowns that he is awarded by his Father. And all the saints of God who have gone before. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. You know in this word, when you think about the Savior, when you think about the one who was tried and beat, severely whipped, when they put his own clothes upon him and led him away, no doubt that, that clothing became dipped in blood. But not only that, I look back to the dark ages and I see the saints of old who have gave their lives and shed much blood so that we could be here today in freedom. Folks, I tell you, that's, that's amazing to me how many people just shrug it off like it's nothing. Listen, the house of God is a special place. The house of God is a magnificent place because it's a place where God says, I'll come and be with you. 
And he is called the Word of God. What does John 1, 1 speak of? It talks about him being the Word. Amen? Him being the Word. Verse 14 talks about the fact and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Who is that? That's the saints of God. That's going to be you and me that are redeemed today. One day, boy, I've always liked horses, folks. I've always, I've always enjoyed a good ride through the hills or wherever it is. I used to enjoy breaking horses and and, and doing the old cowboy stock, you know, rough riding them out. But they're going to give us a horse. And one with power. You're talking about power. Folks, one with majesty. I used to have an old horse. Her mom is in the Hall of Fame down here at Georgetown. She was a five-gated horse. And buddy, she, she walked. She was like this. Her head was cocked back. She was prissy and beautiful. She had power in her in her reins. Folks, we're going to be coming on just like that one day. We're going to be riding horses right behind him. But, but listen, I want you to know something. We're not going to be coming to fight because he's going to do it all for us. He's going to avenge not only himself, but all the saints of old. He's going to take vengeance upon the world of sinners because they would not, they would not, they would not look at him as a Savior. Oh, may God help you today to look at him as that humble Savior. Because if you don't and you die in that position, you will see him as the judging king, the conquering king, the king of vengeance, and the king of wrath. What a... What an awful, dreadful picture we have painted today. But yet, it is one that's true to come to pass. It will come one day. And I pray that you don't see it. Let's all stand, please.